Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. And we have got ourselves a very busy show with Brad producing it today. We're going to start right up at the top by talking to Pro Football Focus's Ben Brown. We'll talk a little college football with us today. Ben, uh, good to have you. Uh, okay, Florida, Georgia. Florida is a prohibitive underdog here. doesn't happen very often. Uh, you're talking to Gator fans here. Any, any, is there a way Florida can win this game? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not the, the, the most likely, I would say, um, you know, scenario just based on, uh, you know, where the betting market sits and everything else. But uh, we actually see just a little bit of value on, you know, a long shot opportunity with Florida. I think obviously, um, you know, they need to play really sound defensively, which has not been, you know, the strength of this team so far, so far through, you know, the first eight weeks of the season. We have them basically 94th. Uh, you know, uh, among 130 FBS teams and, and, and PFS, like power rating metrics for defense specifically. So if they can't slow down, you know, the Georgia rushing game, I think this could, could turn into a really long game for the Gators. But if they can kind of be sound in their run fits, uh, I think they have a chance, uh, you know, to actually maybe, you know, stay in this one long enough to potentially pull off the upset at the end. But I think it definitely comes down to defensively how good can they actually perform against the Georgia team that, you know, has been very, very good both rushing the football and passing through the first eight weeks of the season. You know, one of the things I think has been kind of a conundrum for Florida fans is Anthony Richardson. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. not had a lot of starts. I know you guys grade, you know, quarterbacks. And in some of the mock drafts, even though he's been up and down, he is still projected to be a first-round draft choice. So when you guys grade Anthony Richardson, what do you see with him? Yeah, we have him as, you know, a a, a slightly, um, you know, I would say like above-average passing quarterback grade through the first eight weeks of the season. So far, I think, you know, very much, you know, the, the, the dynamic ability that he brings with his legs as well is an added element. I wouldn't say that we have him. You know, as a as a first round draft pick grade right now, I think that that probably you know is a, is is a little bit of a stretch based on what we've seen from uh, you know the, the Gators offense specifically. But I think very much you know with with the way that the NFL is trending, I do think that um, there could definitely be some intrigue, uh, some teams intrigued by uh, you know his, his both his rushing capability and and the fact that he's been you know somewhat accurate throwing the football as well. So I think that, you know, given the right context and the right situation, he could very much be, you know, an NFL-level, you know, starter uh, in the right situation. So I think that, you know, if that happens, uh, you know, there's very much an opportunity for him. And I do think that, you know, this this game in particular, um, you know, going up against the Georgia team uh, could very much, I would say, kind of set him on the right path if he does kind of show out uh, against one of the best defenses you know, at the college football level right now. So, um, you know, a, a lot to watch from Anthony Richardson's perspective, but I think that, you know, if, if they kind of get him in some of these RPO-type situations and allow him to make plays with both the run and kind of on the run in the passing game as well, uh, I think that's the way that they can kind of alleviate the pressure from Georgia and potentially be successful moving the football. Ben, when you talked about Georgia's defense, if you're playing a numbers game, their sacks from a year ago are way down – uh, they don't make the 
you know, the wow plays they used to make, but it, it's still your belief this is a very solid defensive team, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have them. Let's let me take a look here. Basically, we have them. Um, you know, as as the tenth best unit in college football. I think last year they were, you know, far and away the best unit in the NCAA. So I do think that you know they they have dropped off a little bit. I think losing you know all of the you know first round talent all through um, you know the, the high roster turnover obviously is difficult. But I think that they are a unit that is going to continue to get better. At, you know, as they get more reps. Uh, play together, uh, you know, some of the like continuity aspects that they obviously had a severe drop off with last year, uh, you know, plays out in the early stages of the season, but should be, you know, at least sussed out a little bit more, you know, as we move to the latter half of the games. But yeah, I think that, you know, th- that as well um, is kind of needed if Florida is going to be able to stay in this game. If, if Georgia has a little bit of a lapse defensively, allows a couple big chunk plays, whether, whether that's through Anthony Richardson on the ground or throwing the football deep, uh, I, I do think that the Florida Gators need to focus on getting a few of those explosive-type chunk plays against a team that you know is very much good at you know having one set of downs where they finally have a little bit of a negative play and, and can get off the field in that way. So if you can kind of avoid avoid the, the situation where you need to be you know very methodical moving the football down the field in short chunks and kind of get a couple of those explosive plays, I, I very much think that that is kind of the only way that the Florida Gators are going to be successful offensively. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joining us here talking college football. All right, let's get off Florida, George. Let's go to the national picture. Is Tennessee for real? I think they are, you know, very much for real. Obviously, we're going to find out in the second half now uh, just how for real they are. We have them with the 13th most difficult schedule coming up, you know, in the remaining games at the FBS level. So, they are very much for real. We have them as the sixth best team, you know, according to PFF power rankings, uh, you know, right behind a team like Clemson, who I think is, you know, in some ways a little bit underwhelming still. So, uh, you know, I think they can definitely, you know, kind of continue to move up, you know, in these certain power rankings. And they obviously have, you know, the signature win already. So if they continue to develop and continue to move on, uh, you know, I think they are very much at least, you know, in the discussion to be a college football playoff team. And then from there, uh, you know, I, 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 they, they showed that they've been matched up very well against Alabama already. I think they can basically match up, you know, against the best teams in the NCAA. And I think that, you know, with Hendon Hooker at quarterback, he gives a lot of that upside capability where they maybe don't need the strongest defensive unit uh, in order to win football games. So, yeah, I think, you know, they showed that they're for real. I think they have a little bit more to prove here. But, you know, I, I think they're very much in the college football playoff discussion right now. All right, let me really put a monkey wrench into something. Let me see if I can do my math right. If, let's say, Tennessee beats Georgia and Georgia wins out, they have a loss. Tennessee is unbeaten going to the SEC championship game. Alabama wins the West. They win out with one loss. And Tennessee has one loss. Could the SEC get three teams in the playoff, or is that far-fetched? I think it's far-fetched, but I also don't think it's like it, – it, it's not completely off the table, I would say, right? I do think it probably would take, you know, a loss from Ohio State and, and or Clemson uh, to kind of get there, maybe, you know, depending on how Michigan does as well. But I, I think you very much need the teams at the top in the Big Ten to probably lose out in order for that to kind of be a consideration. So uh, it, it's definitely, you know, a, a possibility, obviously not very likely, but I do think that there is, you know, at least a path 
for all three of those teams. Because I think, you know, very much, uh, you know, the strength of the SEC is once again showing out in college football. And I think that, you know, if you are just evaluating it solely on, you know, who are the best teams in college football, uh, I very much think that all three of those teams are, you know, not only, you know, worthy of getting there, uh, but, but the path there as well is maybe possible for that scenario to actually play out. Ben, my last minute here. Um, look, we all know Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Clemson, all that. Uh, below that sort of five or sixteen tier, what's a couple of teams you really like? Yeah, I mean, I still think you know I, I, I've kind of liked what Kentucky is showing uh, a little bit here. I think another team that you know is not a, you know was kind of a little bit of a preseason uh, darling did have the early loss basically, but is playing. I think you know again here tonight is Utah. Um, I, I'm still not like a firm believer. I would say uh, in an Oregon team, and I do think that you know given where Utah's at, uh, they are very much in line to win the Pac-12. I don't think they have any shot of actually getting into the college football playoff, but I think that you know in evaluating some of these teams, uh, you know I think that they are a team that could easily finish you know a, as a top ten rated team here when it's all said and done. Ben, where can people see your work? Yes, you can follow me, uh, PFF underscore Ben Brown on Twitter. Uh, I do a lot of, you know, betting uh, and fantasy type content for PFF on their website. We have a mobile app as well that is, you know, bringing, I would say, uh, some worthy betting and fantasy analysis and just general NFL and college football news uh, to as many people as possible. That's free to download right now. So if you have an iPhone app, uh, definitely check out PFF in the iPhone app store as well. It's, uh, you know, a great after we're trying to, you know, get the word out and also, you know, get some feedback on from people if they end up using this. So definitely let me know, you know, in my direct messages on Twitter. Okay. Ben, appreciate your time as always. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great show. You got it. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, talking a little college football with you. Twelve thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. ESPN 98.1 FM. Good morning. My name is Kyle Curtis. The Gators soccer team ends its season tonight with a matchup with Texas A&M. It is senior night for Florida where five seniors will be celebrated pre-match. Tune in right here for coverage at 5.50. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers look to get back on track tonight after a disappointing loss last week. They will take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Tune in right here at 8 for live coverage of Thursday Night Football. The Miami Heat will take the court tonight when they travel to the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors. In high school football news, Buholtz looks to bounce back from their first defeat of the season last week when they host Fleming Island tonight at 7 at Citizens Field. I am Kyle Curtis, and that is your Gainesville Sports Center. 50 a.m. WRUF. The Bash is back at Depot Park. November 5th and 6th. A free music festival celebrating blues, Americana, and soul heritage. Featuring the legendary Mavis Staples. Drive-by truckers. Tributes to Tom Petty, Bo Diddley, and more than 20 other regional and local bands. Enjoy the best local food, art, and craft vendors. A beer garden. And a kid's area. Reserve your free ticket at thebashgnv.com. And to receive special perks. Access and to support local charities. Upgrade your experience with a VIP package. For tickets to the Bash Music Festival. November 5th and 6th at Depot Park. Visit thebashgnv.com. Folks have been telling you for a while now about a terrific local charity, the Road Eaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. And as I knew you would, Gator Nation has responded admirably to help them out. And we thank you for that. The Road Eaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by your donated vehicles. And it doesn't have to be a car, truck, 
just a, just a motorcycle, whatever it is uh, that's, that you can want to get rid of, if it's a vehicle, they will certainly take it. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax-deductible, and they go a long way towards helping this really great cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. <laughs> I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. <laughs> I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. October is National Pedestrian Safety Month and a time to remind everyone that pedestrian safety is a shared responsibility. Pedestrians, walk on sidewalks, or if a sidewalk isn't available, walk facing traffic. Watch for cars exiting driveways or backing up in parking lots and remain visible at all times. Motorists, failing to yield to pedestrians in crosswalks could result in a citation and points on your driver's license. Remember, pedestrian safety is a two-way street. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Okito America's new location on Newberry Road is now open. Okito America is the finest family fitness and child development center in the area. The school year is back and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for all ages. 6900 Southwest Archer Road. And now at 7420 West Newberry Road. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before classes fill up. Kids eat free this Halloween. Before or after your little princesses, ghouls, minions, and superheroes fill their bags with candy, fill them up with a delicious meal from Miapa. Don't rush to make dinner and put on costumes. Let Miapa give them something good to eat. Purchase any regularly priced meal from Miapa's Jonesville, Alachua, and Gainesville locations on Monday, October 31st, and get a free kids' meals for all kids under 10 in costume. This is no trick. Treat your kids to the same great kids eat free meals at Miapa that you love every Wednesday this Halloween. Miapa Latin Cafe, your Halloween dinner headquarters. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gears. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. 
We'll open the phone lines for you. Today, we have uh, some guests we think that you will like, including former Gator football coach Dan Mullen, who will be doing a broadcast of a football game tonight. Also today, Mark Weiser, who um, does the uh, writing and covering of the Georgia Bulldogs for the Athens Banner Herald. DJ Shockley, the former Georgia quarterback, who is the Bulldogs' sideline reporter on the network. He'll be here, too. And the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is going to be with us here momentarily. We'll get John's call first. Hi, John. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you got a good uh, docket of, of guests. I'll be looking forward to he- hearing that. Um, uh, i got, a, uh, uh, I guess, a two-part question. Uh, this kind of piggybacking on your question that you asked Ben Brown about uh, the scenario of possibly getting three SEC teams into the playoffs. Uh, supposing, let's see, like you said, uh, Tennessee beats Georgia and they go to the SEC championship game, and the, the no-brainers, if they beat, I think Georgia is going to be a heavy uh, rooting for Georgia. To, I mean, Georgia is going to be rooting for Tennessee to beat Alabama because that eliminates Alabama out of the picture. But let's just say, supposing the scenario, what you were saying, that Tennessee loses to Alabama, and I give you three one-loss teams. Right. Um, if you if you kind of guess, I know what your your guess was saying. Um, other things have to happen, like Clemson, Ohio State. What happened in Michigan too? What if uh, two teams get out? Who who do you think gets uh, left out? Do you think that Georgia gets left out, or where do where do you see a scenario? It all just depends on yeah who does what. Right. I mean, if you have a scenario where, uh, look, Ohio State's going to play Michigan because somebody's going to have a loss, right? Correct. Well, then, yep. depending on a championship game, who wins that? If there's, you know, five or six teams with one loss and three are from the same conference, I just have a hard time thinking the committee is going to put three SEC teams. I'm not saying they don't, they're not deserved. Right. I have a hard time thinking that's going to happen. But a lot's I mean, got to happen to make that happen. I mean, if, say, Tennessee loses a close game, I think the odd man out is probably going to be, I think, will be Georgia. Cause I think the, I'm not saying that they're not deserving, but I just think a scenario that that Alabama and, and Tennessee, that, that's my thinking on what goes on there. But uh, that was a great question you asked him, and uh, I'll let you later. All right, John. Thank you. Welcome to Sean Kelly, um, the voice of the Gators. There you go, yeah. So, uh, welcome in. Thank you. Sorry for my tardiness today. All right, that's okay. Yeah. What about that? So, I mean, uh, the scenario yeah. I gave was the, the worst scenario the committee could probably have is that, you know, Tennessee has a loss, Georgia has a loss, Bama gets to the championship game, wins the SEC championship, and has one loss. You know they're going to go because they won the SEC, right? Wouldn't you think? The SEC champ's going. Going, right. Yes. Yeah. But what a scenario that would be, huh? it, it would be, and I, and I do lean on what you said just a moment ago. We're still in that way-too-early window. It's fun to talk about it, sure. but, yeah, like you said, Ohio State-Michigan has to decide something there. Th- does the Pac-12 get a clear front-runner and finally somebody who can be in the conversation? Um, and, you know, I, I, know this, I know this on paper doesn't matter, but can you imagine if Georgia – is in that three-way picture you're talking about, and you're deciding whether or not you're going to put the defending national champion in or out, psychologically, that has to be in somebody on that committee's head. No question. They can sit there and say, oh, that's last year. But the noise 
would be loud about that. How how can you keep us from defending our championship when we only have one loss and so do these two other guys? Yep. Yeah. So that, that's there too. I hear you. Yep. Let's get a call and uh, calls for Sean, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Paul, hello. Hi, guys. Uh, one of the things that has, uh, over the course, like, I guess the last 15 years or so, really rubs me the wrong way is when coaches, assistant coaches, do not come on the show. But when they become former coaches and ex-coaches, they decide to come on the show. You ever think about asking them why and maybe helping them? Because I think that's part of the fabric of the local show, the folks that do listen locally. We like we like to hear the assistant coaches, and it's not to bash them, but I just find it, if I was in your role, shoot, to be honest with you, if I was in your role, if they didn't want to come on when they were coaches, I don't know that I'd make much space for them to come on when they're not coaches. It seems self-serving. That, do, you, do you think there's a right way to ask that question and get a good answer? Yeah, I can kind of give you that. In Billy Napier's case, okay, right, wrong, good, bad, his assistants don't talk, period. And I've asked, and I asked for over the summer because that's the best time to get them when it's downtime and the answer was no. That's his policy. So, Paul, it isn't always the fact that the assistant coach won't talk. It's that they can't talk. And then when they become head coaches, they can do what they want. That, that is the scenario a lot of the time. The other thing is, gotcha. in the case, because you asked like two separate things here. The other one was, coach doesn't talk a whole lot or come on the local show while he's the head coach at said school. And then when he leaves, then all of a sudden he's back on. I guess we're talking about Dan Mullen here. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, is that right? Is that what we're going with? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Look, uh, you know, Irving Dan. did the same thing. Right. And, but and both guys have something in common now. They're both national commentators on college football. So, therefore, they are a, a source for guys like Steve. Yeah. So and, and they're not just talking about their team. Cor- correct. Correct. Yeah, and, and my cynical side means that yeah, now they've got something that's on their agenda, so now they need that. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, l- let me be just blunt here, okay? When, when Urban was here, he came on. When Dan was here, he didn't do it often, but he did come on. But... Sean's absolutely right, okay? I, I'm not going to sit there with Dan and dwell on, you know, the Alabama game. He, he's doing a broadcast tonight. Yeah. And so you ask him about that and ask him about college football in general. Here, here's, here's the other thing, and, and this, this may not serve what you're asking, and, and uh, I appreciate your self-admission of cynicism because <laughs> I'm in that camp. But if, if, if you look at Billy Napier's schedule right now, me, uh, media availability, usually midday Monday, Gator Talk on this station, Monday nights. Wednesday after practice, media availability. Wednesday midday, SEC Coaches Conference Call. Friday, I tape my pregame interview with him to air before the game Saturday. I I don't know how many more things I I or someone else could ask him during those four, five different, I guess, availabilities, not to mention postgame on Saturday. And that doesn't include the SEC network and and the network that's covering the game. They had they get a shot. They too. get a shot too. So, yep. it's not like they're hiding all week. It's probably actually oversaturated gotcha. in in some ways. And just to 
just to be clear, one more thing, I, and I don't mean to get get them on for beat up sessions. I mean to just start to get an understanding, get to know them. If you ran into them at Publix, something you know, just being part of the fabric, I think, is important. But maybe those days are over too. So uh, uh, some of it, yeah, yeah, and and, and 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 a lot of it has nothing to do with the guy himself. It's more about the schedules that they have to keep because of some of the things I just talked about. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, Thursday when that team breaks at the facility, coach goes home. That's probably the last time he's with his family or his kids until after a game on Saturday because for the next 48 hours, he's, he's out. So, you know, that – Seeing him at the grocery this is in-season stuff. You see him at the grocery store and all that. I, good luck. I, 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 would, I would like, if I were in his shoes, I would like to have the chance to go to the grocery store. I don't think he has it. Um, and then we'll see, obviously, in the offseason if he's more of a man about town or, or not. You know. And, uh, but, look, I, I get it, and it's crazy. The Gators are the most popular team by any metrics in this state. Social media engagements, whatever you want to go. Um, and yet we live in this small town called Gainesville, and we want to com- completely believe that this is the whole world is, is Gainesville, and I'm learning this now as a resident, um, and we forget that there's a pull from a lot of other places in our state, and so therefore we don't get to have, I guess, that college town feel as much as we'd like. Paul, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Louis. Greg, get right to you. Alongside the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, I'm Steve Russell. This is Sports Scene ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Want to make a big impact this election? Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for accountability. Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for true representation. This is the first time in 40 years that we have an opportunity to fix our local government and finally have a say in who represents us. Let's come together and stand up for Alachua County. Vote yes on single-member districts on November 8th. Paid political advertisement paid for by Leading of Our Future, 155 E Park Ave, Suite 1, Tallahassee, Florida, 32301. Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics. This one from Chad, who hurt his knee at the gym one day, and it just kept on hurting for months. From my high school football and wrestling days, I already had a little bit of damage in there, but this just sent it over the edge. Chad tried traditional treatments with no improvement. When he turned to the non-surgical regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. It was really fascinating how they did their work, and the science behind it was very interesting intriguing and it works extracting the cure out of my own body blew my mind it's like i'm brand new again it was fantastic that's because the qc kinetics natural biologic treatments use your body's own healing power to restore damaged tissue in your hips shoulders back and knees providing long lasting relief now i'm back at the gym i'm 100 percent feeling great if you're tired of suffering with pain from arthritis or injury call qc kinetics now for a free consultation Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 
airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542 that's 802-341-4542 there's nothing like living in gator country especially during football season just ask chuck bush at bush auto repair and gator transmission keeping the gator nation on the road since 1954 and for the gator away games why not grab your crew and head out in a cruise america rv rental also available at bush auto repair you'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing trust chuck bush auto repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town visit online at chuckbushautorepair.com go gators there's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. The event you've been waiting for, International Diamond Center's biggest and final store-wide sale of the year is next weekend, November 4th, 5th, and 6th. Get extra savings store-wide, guaranteed IDC lowest prices, plus 36 months zero-interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all of the industry's top designers flying in with their entire collections. Everything's on sale, plus way more diamonds to choose from. Lowest prices before the holidays, not this weekend, next weekend, November 4th, 5th, and 6th at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, sun and clouds, highs in the mid-80s near I-4, the upper 70s and lower 80s closer to the I-10 corridor. Now, a few late afternoon showers are possible over Lake Sumter and Marion counties, but they'll be few and far between. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, lows in the mid to lower 60s. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, highs in the low 80s, with winds getting gusty. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Keep this in mind. Last year, the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams lost all three games in November. You know, the Buccaneers two years ago went through a really tough stretch. So when Todd Bowles goes, ah, it's about as dark as it can get, no, that's not true. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
Big win for Mary Wise's team last night. Oh. They swept Auburn out of their gym last night. Driver's seat, SEC, first place all by themselves. Yep. Way let's to get, go, girls. Yep. Let's get some calls. Greg, hi. Hey, uh, Stephen, Sean. Hey, Sean, since you're only the fourth voice of the Gators in 82 years, I sincerely wish you all the best as our new voice of the Gators. But my question for you is this. Since you grew up in St. Louis, I wondered if you ever got to see the Florida-Georgia games from afar. If, did you watch them? And if so, what Florida-Georgia game stood out to you? And I'll listen off air and go Gators. Greg, thanks. Totally honest. Growing up in St. Louis, it was hard to get that game. I'm just I'm dating myself here a little bit. Um, it wasn't as available as it's been, say, in the last 25-so years. Right. Um, and oh, this is you know this is a thing. A little behind the curtain peek here. Okay. Um, so I did the national radio thing the last three years, and every year I would tell my bosses, "We got to get Florida Georgia. We got to get Florida Georgia." And each of the last three to four years that I was in that role, Westwood One got the game. Westwood One, for those you don't know, is the probably the other major national radio carrier of games. They're the ones that carry Monday Night Football. Some they have the they have the the NFL package. Anyway, so I never got to do it. So sure enough, guess guess who's doing the national radio of Florida, Georgia this year? No. ESPN Radio, my old crew. So oh. I leave, and now they've got the game. So <laughs> I didn't really answer your question. I don't have, um, like you all do, that, oh, my gosh, you know, this guy's run and, and whatever. I just remember there have been some wild finishes. Um, I, I, I do, at least kind of coming up, Remember just watching Spurrier own those guys in the '90s, and we're we're in the wrong side of that cycle at the moment. But that's what I remember most. And and Spurrier putting his foot down about where the game would be played, and enough of this conversation and all that. And so um, the Kyle Trask game, that one stands out a little bit. Um, trying to think who else maybe had that that big performance that I would have seen live. Yeah, at, at, yeah, I'm I'm kind of going to this eyes wide open and ready to see it for myself in person this weekend. Since you brought this up, what are your thoughts? That that joint statement was joint. Uh, well, yeah, um, as I'll use the word cryptic, whatever. Cryptic. What was your take on that? It was checking a box. Yeah, I mean. All the noise about this is coming from Athens. Oh, no question about it. And one guy in particular. No question about that, too. Yeah, and this whole, this is not Sean Kelly, University of Florida. This is Sean Kelly speaking here. This whole talk about I'm, I'm losing a big recruit weekend and all that, your recruiting classes seem to be doing pretty good in the current setup. So I, I don't think this is slowing you down in any way. Um, Steve Egan, you know, long time, he kind of, his, his thought last night was, um, Let's just rotate it. Athens one year, Gainesville one year, Jacksonville one year. Do a three-year rotation. Everybody in Jacksonville is going to get mad at me for saying that. I'm just bringing up the idea that Steve Egan had. Mm -hmm. And now Steve's going to get mad because I put this out there publicly. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, look, I, you know, the, the only other game that I think is comparable to this of the rivalry games is Texas-Oklahoma. It's yeah. played at a neutral site. It's half, half in burnt orange and half in ugh, those OU colors. Anyway, um, crimson and green. Um, so this is unique in that way. And so I don't want to lose that. I, you know, look, is Ohio State-Michigan great every year? Yes, and it alternates, you know, side, you know home and home. Um, I don't know what the great fix here is. Just, just remember this. Follow the money. <laughs> Always follow the money on this deal. When it benefits everyone, um, things tend to stay. And 
th- this whole idea about putting out a statement and all that, the statement just clearly tells us what the process is. Has been, yes. Has, and has been. Yes. And it, it does, I think, acknowledge what we should all know is that there's a lot of things in flux because two teams, if not more, are coming our way and we still haven't yet determined how many conference games we're going to play in a year. So too many variables right now to to go that route. Steven says, Sean, do you think Tennessee's defense could be their undoing in a run for a championship? Maybe. I, you know, I, I just think they've gotten better as they've gone. And Go back to the Spurrier thing again. Just score more than the other guy. If that offense keeps going the way it is, the defense is less and less of an issue. Uh, BB says, uh, Dear Abby, or, I mean, Sean, <laughs> I have a hard time thinking our Gators are going to lose by 22. Am I crazy? Or do we need to contact a voodoo priestess to lead the crowd in a purification ritual like the Saints did in 2000 before the Rams' playoff game? Wow. He's a Saints guy. The Saints guy. I was going to say, yeah. he's leaning back to my New Orleans days here. Yeah, he's a Saints guy. Uh, no, let's not do any voodoo anything here. <laughs> let's, uh, you know, and, we, and, and nobody needs to have, there is no perfect game. So, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what to make of the line. All I know is this. It was, it was three to nothing, right? Three to nothing. And in the course of 12 plays last year, the whole thing fell apart. Yeah. Just avoid that stretch and see what happens. Mark says, I get he's only a junior, but let's say Lingard doesn't transfer, plays another year as a Gator with limited carries. Got to think there's a team that will take a chance on him and either draft him later, sign him as a rookie free agent. He may very well end up being another Damian Pierce-type story in the NFL. Your thoughts? I don't really have any, and that's because I'm not, I'm not discounting the question. I just don't know if I'm qualified to answer that question. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then uh, let's see here. Mike says, before the last pregame, Richardson said, I don't like to get hit. I don't like to get dirty. This is tackle football. If you give it 100%, you're going to get hit. You're going to get dirty. I think this typifies the attitude of some of it, of not many of the current players. This is a long email. I can't hope Napier breaks that cycle, but so far I haven't seen a big reach out or appreciation toward the fans. Huh? What is that? What is he supposed to do? Just go back to the Richardson thing for a second. Yeah. Last time I checked, if you get hurt or you get or get hit or you get dirty, you're probably down. So I'm going to read into it that he doesn't like to get stopped. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen him shy away from a hit yet. Let's get uh, Mike here. Mike, hi. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, first time I talked to you, Sean. I'm glad to hear you on the radio. Um, you know my answer to this, uh, the heck with Kirby Smart in Georgia. Uh, go to home and home and put the Florida Florida State game in Jacksonville. Maybe that'll work. Maybe that'll call Kirby's bluff. He's been doing this for a while, and all the Georgia coaches do. So I'm just thinking, you know, call his bluff and say, okay, work out a deal with Florida State. We'll do it there. <laughs> it's not a bad right. thought. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, just tune tune out the garbage on this. Have a great weekend and yeah. uh, enjoy the game. Yeah, enjoy the game and. And remember yeah. where the checks go. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. Thank right, you. We you. appreciate your call. All right, let, let's let's end here with this. Uh, Florida's a big underdog. Let's face yeah. it. Georgia's a good team. I think, Sean, if you look at what Florida does well, they run the football well, yep. right? And Georgia's good against the run. But if your defense is suspect, the best way to is to keep them off the field, keep your offense on, Chew up the clock, score touchdowns instead of field goals, you've got a pretty decent shot. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, a few things here. Number one, yeah, play keep away as best you can. 
Um, lean on what you do best. All those things seem pretty obvious. So does taking care of the football. We just mentioned that a minute ago. Um, you know, this is interesting. A couple things I want you to keep an eye on. George is yet to allow a first quarter touchdown this year. Um, if the Gators find a way to get the ball, and I, and if I win the toss, I want the ball, and I want to try and stick one on the board just to put them in a situation they haven't been in yet. The other thing is this, and, and I'm glad we didn't go down the giant black hole of defense right now, but Georgia is sneaky good at yards after catch, and so much so that they're near the top of the conference. Uh, so you have to find a way to get a guy on the ground. I know that sounds as simple as can be, but if you let if you let Stetson Bennett start picking you apart, and then each time that receiver adds on four more, six more, ten more, big play. Now now you're going to break, and so that's that's a that's a concern, but yet something I think will be interesting to track throughout the game. Um, and uh, at the same time, you know, I don't see any reason why here in week number eight of the season to uh, empty out whatever you haven't shown yet against these guys. Yeah, especially after a bye week. Especially after a bye week. Um, somebody said to me the other day, if we're running behind, tell me, but they said Anthony Richardson has to show us something he hasn't shown us yet. I, I disagree. I think we've seen all that we need to see from Anthony Richardson, but just not all on the same day. Well said. Put it in the same day and buckle up. Okay. That's, that's kind of the way I see it. And, um, you know, for those of us who like to, you know, write stories and things to talk about on the radio and all that, how cool would it be that, you know, his first start was against those guys – didn't go well, obviously, and here we are, come full circle, and he's ready to show what's different. Yeah, story waiting to be written. Have a good broadcast. Sure. Thanks, Enjoy buddy. Jacks. Yep. Twelve forty four. Time check. Brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. DJ Shockley, uh, Georgia's sideline reporter, former dog quarterback, is going to join us next. ESPN ninety eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM, eight fifty. Good afternoon, I'm Nathaniel Wilson. Gators soccer is playing its final game of the season tonight against Texas A&M. Florida will be honoring the seniors on the team before the match. The Gators are still on the hunt for their first SEC win of the season. Coverage begins here at 5.50. The Baltimore Ravens are in Tampa to take on the Buccaneers tonight on Thursday Night Football. Losers of two straight, the Bucs are looking to break their streak. Tune in here for coverage beginning at 8. Former Florida Gator Kadarius Toney is on his way to Kansas City. The wideout was traded from the Giants to the Chiefs just minutes ago for a conditional third-round pick and a sixth-round pick. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. In 1970... Southeast Cardin City at 310 Northeast, 39th Avenue, the place I purchased vehicles for years and years and years and ladies and gentlemen you can trust them because they do great at what they do they've been doing it for over 40 years the best in late model low mileage vehicles and don't forget the selection is great the salespeople are great never tried to hard never try to hard sell you they always are there to answer questions and you can test drive the vehicles as well or you can go online secars.com and check out the vehicles for yourself 
You've been in business for over 40 years. You've been doing something right. Well, that's exactly the case with the Cousins family at Southeast Car Agency. Go see him in person. Make sure and tell him Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. We established the Meldon Law Firm, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice our clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slap between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. Becco's new line of dishwashers feature Corner Intense, the first sprayer that cleans all the way to the corners. Becco achieves this performance using 50% less water and 25% less energy than U.S. standards for dishwashers, which is why when you choose Becco, you not only get cleaner dishes, but you're making the planet cleaner too. Save energy and money with gift card rebates up to $200 on eligible models until December 31st. Visit Becco.com for more details. That's V-E-K-O.com. Tonight, Let's go! after two straight road defeats, the Buccaneers will look to right the ship and get back to 500 when they host Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at Ray J. Evans basic hands, touchdown Tampa Bay, what a great throw by Brady. 
Pre-game at 7, kickoff at 8.15. Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. How about the Buccaneers? We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, Florida, Georgia also has a Georgia side to it. And we're going to get that now. Former Georgia quarterback DJ Shockley, who's uh, also the sideline reporter for the Dog Network, joins us now. DJ, thank you for doing this. Welcome. Let me ask first, what are your memories of this game? Fellas, I appreciate you uh, having me on, and uh, I feel bad already. You guys are asking me how I feel about this game and when I play. I did not do well versus the Gators when I played. Uh, I think we may have won one time when I played against the Gators, so I do not have any fond memories of playing against the Gators down in Jacksonville. But, uh, you know, what? It, it was a fun, fun environment. Love playing uh, down in Jacksonville. It was pretty cool. Obviously, the split down the middle is something that you always uh, remember and it's always one of those games where usually, you know, the winner came out of this game was going to Atlanta. So uh, it always meant a lot to us. Uh, it always was a crazy game. Didn't matter the records. Didn't matter uh, the rankings. Uh, crazy stuff happened in this Georgia-Florida rivalry. So it's one of those that you love to be in. Uh, but for myself personally, I did not have uh, a lot of good games out there. Uh, as you look at this Georgia team now, DJ, I mean, it's very, very solid. We all know the job Kirby's done in recruiting uh, every team has issues, though. Uh, are there any? What do you see as issues with Georgia, if any? I think there's still a couple of things. Uh, obviously, you know, when you look up on, you look up in the stat line, and you see Georgia's last in the SEC in sacks. Uh, Kirby talks a lot about uh, obviously putting pressure on the quarterback is a big deal, and having the quarterback get off his spot is huge. But I think. There's something to getting the quarterback on the ground, being able to get him in second and long or third and long, whatever it may be. And Georgia just hasn't been able to get the quarterback on the ground right now. Uh, they've done a good job of pressing him. They've done a good job of forcing QBs to move and get off the spot. But I know that's one thing that I know Kirby wants to do better is try to make sure he gets that quarterback on the ground. And the other part about it is Georgia's run game has kind of been, you know, it's kind of been up and down this year. There's been games where, hey, you ran the ball really well and you had to or you had to finish a couple of ball games all running the ball, but it hasn't been the usual what, you know, Georgia's run game has been over the years and what's expected. Uh, these backs you have now, uh, Kenny McIntosh is a guy who, you know, is, you know, top three on the team in reception. So he does a good job out of the backfield. They run hard, but it's been a lot by committee. You've just been one or two guys, but throughout the season, uh, Georgia's played about four or five backs throughout a game. And whoever has the hot hand or whoever's running the most physical usually gets most of the touches. But I just want to see, obviously, the run game is one thing that you want to see continually get better. DJ, from somebody who's played the position, assess Stetson Bennett for me. You know, it's 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 been a, a really cool evolution to watch the way Stetson has come along. I think everybody knows his story and, you know, walk on, left, came back, lost the job, had to, you know, step in for an injury guy, then he – you know, takes over. I think the one thing that has really uh, kind of just impressed me with Stetson this year is he's just his command 
what they had the line of scrimmage, his command with the team, his command within his offense. And they give him a lot of opportunity to the line of scrimmage to change plays, to get him out of bad plays, get him into good plays. And he just has that confidence about him now, knowing that he is the guy. Like, he came into spring knowing, okay, this is my team. He came into off-season workouts knowing this is my team. He couldn't say that for the last, you know, two or three years. He was, you know, the third guy on the totem pole. But now he has the confidence from all his guys around him. Uh, he has Kirby has complete confidence in him, and offensive coordinator Todd Monken does as well. So it's been an evolution for Stetson to see the maturity level where he has grown as a quarterback inside Georgia's offense. And now knowing that it's his, you can tell the confidence level has grown, and he plays like it on the field, especially using his arm and his legs a lot of times when they need him to. I'm glad you mentioned Todd Munkin, DJ, because I think you know he's made a tremendous difference in this Georgia offense in terms of play calling, in terms of scheme. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's been an evolution with him as well, trying to figure out uh, the best way to use these particular guys that Georgia's had. And he's, I mean, yeah, I think we can be honest. I mean, Georgia has a lot of really good players on offense. They have a lot of uh, really talented players. But also, you got to find a way to get these guys the football. And other teams know it as well. They know who you want to key in on. And I think the fact that Todd Munkin came from the NFL, a guy who understands, you know, how to use the entire field, uh, north and south, east and west, he knows exactly how to, you know, put binds on a defense and pay dividends for this Georgia offense. And he's continued to grow as a play caller as well, um, setting things up early in games and coming back to it later in the ball games, getting guys in you know, favorable matchups by formation, motion, all that kind of stuff. So he does a good job of, you know, getting his team into really good spots and obviously scoring points is the name of the game. And he's drawn up a lot of good stuff for these guys to score points. DJ Shockley, our guest, former Georgia quarterback, now the Georgia Bulldogs sideline reporter. Uh, With Georgia doing what they did last year, DJ, and now being successful again, you know, they're the hunted team all the time. Everybody wants to give them their best shot. Do you think they've handled that well? You know what? I think they have. And I think the number one thing why they've been able to do that is I think Kirby understands it. He ingrains it in their mind every single week that you just won a national championship last year. So now everybody looks at you as a team that they want to knock off. And he's emphasized to them, Guess what? This is the SEC. Every game is going to be hard. You can't expect to go out there and win a game by whatever the point spread is. He says, I know everybody on the outside is going to tell you, oh, you should beat this team by this much or you should, you know, score this many points versus this team. But he said, this is the SEC. Everybody's got really good players. Whether you're on the road or at home, you got to play to the standard, which is what he speaks of at Georgia, is the standard of playing and being at a high level each and every game, regardless of who you're playing. So I think he does a good job of emphasizing it to each player, and I think they have that mindset of they got to take it week to week. And we, we've heard the cliche saying, you know, take it week to week, you know, uh, don't estimate your opponent. And I think they've done a good job of focusing every single week on the task at hand and not looking forward or not worrying about what people are saying on the outside. And I think it's absolutely – you know, been key to the success so far. I got a minute left here. Is this game still a big game for the Georgia fan base? Uh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, uh, people go and they tailgate. They love to get down there early. I know people are probably heading down right now to get down there and, and tailgate and have a good time and then go into the stadium and, you know, 
like I said, being able to split it right down the middle is still one of the, the best venues, I think one of the best rivalry games in all the country. And I think Georgia fans look forward to it every single year, regardless of, you know, where the teams are ranked. So it's absolutely one of those games that you love to be a part of. And I think our fan base, you know, still looks forward to it every single year because of all the pageantry around it. DJ, I appreciate your insight and your time, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. All right, fellas, thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. You got it, DJ. Thank you. He does a really good job. DJ Shockley, former Georgia quarterback, now the Georgia Bulldog sideline reporter, and he did not have much success uh, against Florida. Uh, He's right. I didn't ask him to gig him that, but, I mean, I want to get his memories uh, on the game. Coming up in our next hour, you're going to hear from Mark Weiser, who covers the team for the Athens Banner Herald. Dan Mullen is going to join us to give his thoughts on this game. And uh, he's got a, a game he'll be doing uh, on television tonight as well. You'll hear that coming up. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll have Prognostication Friday and we will have the weather forecast for the game in Jacksonville. That's our first hour. Hope you enjoyed it. We still want your questions, calls, and comments in hour two. As you listen to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer and all-time leading rusher with exciting news. If you suffer from chronic joint pain, Emmett Smith wants to introduce you to QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in biologic treatment for pain. I'm talking regenerative solutions that encourage your body to heal and repair itself. No medications, no surgeries, no downtime. If you have pain in your knees, hips, lower back, and shoulders, don't assume the old treatments are the only treatments. Learn more about how you can get lasting relief with biologic treatments that can repair and restore damaged tissue. Call to learn more about this exciting natural way to deal with chronic joint pain. Play golf without pain. Walk upstairs without pain. Play with your kids and grandkids without pain. Get back on your job without pain. Live your life pain-free. Call QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got inks to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ink your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other inks, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. 
The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance that that's a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. No new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself. Have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. As we talk to you on this Thursday, Brad's going to produce the program. Good guests in the first hour. A couple of more coming up this hour. Um, by the way, I'm wondering who you would have because the college football playoff rankings, the ones that count, are coming out very soon. Uh, Heather Dinich is ESPN's playoff reporter, if you want to call her that. Um, and she has Alabama ranked number six uh, behind Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, Oregon, and Michigan. Yeah. Now, if you notice, there are three SEC teams there. In the scenario I brought up, there could be three one-loss SEC teams if the scenario worked out right. John says the two teams to go would be the ones that went to the SEC championship game. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because if you have a one-loss SEC team that doesn't play in it and you have another one-loss versus one-loss team, then somebody has two losses. Even though they were in the championship game, they have a loss. So that might spoil that scenario. Todd says an attempt to control the ball and clock, keeping Georgia's offense off the field, I assume we need to mix in a lot of short passes and quarterback design runs, not just running back with RPO. Also need to take shots down the field as Georgia most likely will stack the box. Do you have the confidence in AR to deliver on the short routes, especially if it's crowded with Georgia focused on stopping the run? Confidence. Interesting word, Todd. First of all, we're making the assumption that those, that those routes you're talking about are open or that the quarterback can fit them into a tight window. Okay? But I do agree with a scenario that running the ball is what Florida does best and it keeps the Gator defense, which has been struggling, off the field. So we'll see. We'll get your questions, calls, comments, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Um, Jonesy wants to know, uh, is it still in your mind the Astros might be cheating or have you let that go? No, I've let that go. Because every time they accomplish big things during the year, it always pops up uh, that maybe they're cheating. Well, again, if you do something once, does it mean you're going to do it again? And I think if the Astros did do that, they would be 
one of the stupidest franchises to ever operate a sport. I mean, why would you subject yourself that to that again? I just don't think that would be the case at all. Um, so, no, I don't think that's going to be the issue. Uh, Phil emails and says, Steve, thank you for the show. Um, he said, is there a statistic uh, within the SEC where Florida is better than Georgia? I don't know. Top of my head, I would say no. But I found one. Yards per rush and uh, average yards per game running the ball. Florida is number one in the SEC in running the football. 212 yards a game. Georgia is at 196. They're third. So that is a place where Florida is better. Um, that might be, and they have more rushing yards. Um, but other than that, I'm not sure you're going to find a place in a meaningful statistic where Florida has an advantage. Uh, here is the interesting thing when you look at these teams and compare them let's go to field goals okay georgia is 15 of 17 florida is 5 of 9 florida is dead last in the sec in that category um and now a lot of people think i won't come down to a field goal it might not I'm just throwing out, you ask about statistics, I'm just throwing them out there. And Florida actually is a little bit better in punt return average than Georgia is. And now I'm really getting into the nitty-gritty here, certainly. Uh, Walter emails, Steve, love the show, and I want to comment on the very first caller uh, that you had concerning uh, coaches coming on the show and coming on local shows. I've heard you say quite a bit it's a frustration. Uh, do you think that's going to change? Okay. Let me maybe put this to bed. I've said this many times. And I think when Sean Kelly was here, he said it very eloquently. I think what people don't understand is that, you know, these coaches, do head coaches, have a lot of responsibilities outside of coaching, right? Monday press conference, Wednesday SEC teleconference, the coaches show, the um, meeting with the media most Wednesdays, uh, taping an interview with Sean Kelly on Friday, and what you don't also see is whatever network is coming in to do a show, I'm sorry, to do the game, they meet with him as well. And then does the SEC network have him on during the week? Now, would I like to be included in that? Sure. But f let's just be honest, it doesn't have the same pull. This does not do being here as much as 
being on the SEC network does. Tony says, here's a stat where Florida's better than Georgia. Lower percentage of people wearing red pants and loafers without socks. Probably true, Tony. Yeah. Bill, got a lot of emails. Got some calls. Let's talk a little sports for my guests. Come on, 392-8255. Bill says, Clemson, for real or a fraud? Well, they're for real. Here's what what I have an argument uh, over when it comes to comparing teams. Clemson would be no better than a third or fourth place team in the SEC. I agree with that. I think that's true. But guess what? They don't play in the SEC. So you can't knock them because they don't. I get it. But Clemson hasn't been beaten. And it isn't like they're playing, you know, mercy of the poor every week. They're playing a Power 5 schedule. So when I hear that, and I know Joel Klatt got in a big issue with Danny Cannell over this, but I, I agree. How do you how do you penalize Clemson for that? The, the idea is to win all the games you play, and that's all you can do. And I promise you, promise you, if Clemson goes undefeated, they will be in the playoff. Period. No question. So that's the way it's going to be. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget, uh, Florida swim teams, one ranked third, one ranked 11th. Guess where the open SEC competition at? Georgia. The men are 2-0. and The women are 2-1. and Gator Cross Country team is also in the SEC championships. So good luck. To those teams. All right, we got a couple of calls here, and then we're going to get our guests to finish out the day, including former Gator coach Dan Mullen and Mark Weiser, who covers Georgia for the Athens Banner Herald. Rick, hello. Yeah, how you doing today, Steve? Good. Uh, first, first thing is these leagues that don't have a playoff game. Obviously, they'll have one less loss to whoever their best representative is. The way to, to negate that is that where leagues have a playoff game. You don't count that loss when you're comparing them to the leagues that have no game. Does that make sense, Steve? Did I, I yeah, it makes sense, that? but I don't know which major conference doesn't have a championship game. Well, I'm just saying it wouldn't matter which one does or doesn't. I, it, just you throw out the ones that, that if you're comparing one team to the other from a league that does have a game to one that doesn't, you throw out the loss of the team that did have the conference game. That's one thing I want to say. Uh, the other day, too, Steve, you used the word soup when you were talking about three things that keep coming up over and over in the program, and one of them is put up the back, put in the backup quarterback, and I'm one of those guys that keeps saying put Kitten in the second series. I don't care if it's my grandmother. Just do something different. But the point is, rather than us keep talking about, well, you're going to get what you get if you get him in and he doesn't do any good, Let's get him in and see what he does and then talk about the other side of the game. And that's what I wanted to say, Steve. Uh, you, you've been saying it a different way every time you call, Rick, and that's your right to do it. But the head coach makes the decision. And uh-huh. he is the one who sees – I mean, it's just like, okay, 
if I'm a gambler and I'm at Vegas, let me throw $100 down here and see if I can win it. Okay, I, I might. I might win 100 bucks. I might go home with a hole in my pocket. It's a, it's a crapshoot. But that's, that's well, a crapshoot. He knows his personnel. Now, Clemson did it and did it successfully for one game because that kid that came in was, gave him a little spark and they won the game, but then he also said, you know, DJ stole my quarterback. So I think if he feels like a spark is necessary and he thinks that that needs to be done, then I'm sure he would do it. You know, let me say this. I trust the coaching staff. I trust Napier. I'm just saying we got to do something different, and that includes Napier, but, you know, he's the boss. We'll let him go with it. But I'll say this, your, your analogy to a crap game, Right now, we got the hole in our pocket. Let's see if we can put something in the pocket like money that won't fall through the hole in the pocket instead of coins. Well, Florida's four and three. Right. It isn't like they're one and seven. Right. So the hole ain't very big. Well, but those wins, several of them, and I think you would acknowledge it, that as they come along, even if when they're a win, we feel like we lost. Well, that's, I can't help that. I, I'm just telling you what the record is. I can't help what somebody uh-huh. feels. Well, we're not done with the season yet. That's either. right. You know, this this season that people were talking seven, eight, nine wins could be a 50-50 year before it's over with. And then everybody say, hey, well, that idiot said put Kitten in the second quarter. He said, let's try something different. And uh, it didn't happen. So, well, but it doesn't mean, it, but it also doesn't mean because you say it, Rick, that he, that he goes in the game and throws for 300 yards either. But uh, you try it. All right, I got you. Thanks, Rick. 115 time check brought to you by Hayes Julie ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Julie Katzen. Gator Soccer closes their season with their senior celebration tonight at home against Texas AM. The Gators are 2 13 and 1, but look to end their season with their third win tonight. Live coverage of the game will be right here starting at 5.50. Thursday night football is back in action with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Baltimore Ravens tonight. Stay tuned for live coverage of the game starting at 8. In high school football, the Bucolts Bobcats host the Fleming Island Eagles tonight. The Bobcats are coming off their only loss of the season against Bartram Trail, but look to advance to 7-1. The Eagles are also coming off of a loss and look for their fifth win tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. How do you decide who to call when you're injured in an accident? Don't call a branch office of a figurehead that lives in a far-off city. Call an attorney that is local to your community, one that gives back to your community and wins cases right here in Gainesville. I'm Jack Fine with Fine Farcash and Parla Piano, and I live here in this community with you. We go to the same grocery stores as you. We attend the Gator football games with you. When we are fighting against insurance companies for our clients, it's personal. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. Folks, Arthrex is looking to hire people, and maybe they want to hire you. If you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives, Arthrex is that team, and they are hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries and get people back in the game. So if you're looking to make a difference in that manufacturing skills, including machining, logistics or assembly you can join a global team and a global company that's been named one of the best workplaces in manufacturing and production in the entire country 
They're hiring at their manufacturing facilities in Florida, South Carolina, and California. You can check out their available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Get your orange and blue ready for one of the largest rivalries in college football. Join the UF Alumni Association, the Gator Club of Jacksonville, and ABA Jacksonville for Gator Nation headquarters. Presented by Geico before the Florida-Georgia game on Saturday, October 29th. Tailgate opens at 11 a.m. for the Bystar Veterans Memorial Plaza in downtown Jacksonville. Enjoy tailgate games, giveaways, music, gear from the UF Bookstore, a food truck village, and more. Stay and watch the game with us. Learn more at ufalumni.ufl.edu. See you there, Gators. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. 2022 World Series on ESPN Radio. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Gone, Jeremy Pena. The dream come true to be here. We know we still got work to do. Game one of the Phillies and Astros, presented by AutoZone. Coverage starts Friday night at seven, right here on WRUF. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. 
This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, before we get Dan Mullen here, we hope we'll take some phone calls here. Ray, you're up first. How are you? Good, Steve. How are you? Good. Uh, got a comment on a couple of things that you've been talking about. I, uh, real quick, I know you uh, said you wanted to put it to bed, but I listen to you all the time. And, uh, I, you know, a comment from uh, someone earlier about your frustration. I've heard you express that. I wouldn't call it necessarily frustration, but just, you know, why you can't talk to sure. uh, coaches or assistant coaches in the summer, yep. you know, off time. Yep. But as you and Sean both made it very, very clear and very well, uh, there's a difference in, in season and off season. So that's that's just how I feel, look at that and feel about that. So, yep, and I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And and the other thing is, is the uh, Florida-Georgia move or not move possibility. Now, I've been to the Swamp several times, but I've, I've never been to uh, Jacksonville. So uh, as far as atmosphere or anything, I can't comment on that. But yesterday, I believe, uh, you uh, talked about, you know, uh, seeing old friends and stuff. And, and uh, there was another caller uh, talking about how many times uh, in a row he'd been to Jacksonville. So those things, uh, you know, I, I, I fully uh, can see uh, for people that have been there. But the other side of it as a Gator fan, I, I really do think that uh, it's, uh, you know, if it goes home and home, and that's what they decide, I think it I think it favors the Gators a little bit more than it does the Bulldogs because I think just the home field advantage swamp versus, uh, you know, in Athens uh, is, is more for the Gators than it is for uh, Georgia, you know. But what, uh, but what and, do you base uh, that on? Well, I, I just base it on uh, history. Uh, you know, there's been teams that, and I know this is true with the Swamp too also, but uh, there's been teams that went into Athens uh, where you would think that Georgia had a decidedly, you know, home field advantage, and and it didn't necessarily turn out that way. Uh, I, I just I just think the atmosphere is more so at the swamp. But that's me being a Gator fan. But but I also okay. Well, I got to have you wrap it up, Ray. I got some calls to take. Yeah. Well, I agree with uh, uh, Kirby in the fact of the recruiting, and I think that's going to be big. It's not like you know the teams are playing Georgia Southern or somebody like that. It, that's a big game, and you're going to get some big recruits to that game. All right. Thank you for your call, Ray. Appreciate your time. Brian, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hey, um, I just want to say you did a good job explaining to that guy that, that couple of callers ago about, you know, about the change in the quarterback. You know, I mean, we see how it went last year in the Georgia game. You know, players aren't used to the speed of the SEC defenses, and – you know, sometimes you can lose your locker room by making a change like that. You know, I, I think the coaches know best. You know, the, the, the fans got to trust the coaches. Yeah, and here, Stop look, a, as, as somebody I've never coached above the high school level, but I, I can tell you this. Sometimes it's a gut feeling. Sometimes, look at Clemson, right? I mean, he decided that day, that time, that team he needed a change but he didn't do it just because oh well let's just do it he there was a calculated reason 
why he did that, and that's my point. You don't just do it think, to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think our fans need to stop being couch coaches and just trust the coaches. You know, that's what they get paid all the money for. That's what they have the experience for. You know, just trust the coaches. Okay, thank you, Brian. Let's get to uh, Adam on sports scene. Adam, hi. Hey, Steve. Uh, great show as usual, man. I know you're up against time restraints, so I got a couple of quick questions for you. Um, you may have already covered this, but what is your opinion on moving the game out of Jacksonville if that happens? I mean, are you pro or against that? Well, I'm a traditionalist uh, at heart, and let's face it, the world we live in has changed a great deal over the past few years in many, many ways, and traditions are rapidly going by the wayside. Do I, do I get both sides of the equation? Yes, I do. But this is a very, very unique game. You heard DJ Shockley talk about that, and he's a Georgia dude. Okay, So if you're going to change anything, don't take Jacksonville out of the equation. Have them be part of some kind of rotational system if you're going to go that route. So if you want to go, you know, Florida, Georgia, Jacksonville, great. At least it gives you a chance to go back to a place that it was before. That's that's the worst case scenario in my view. So yeah, so essentially you're against it, and if there's a compromise, that would be it. Okay, yeah. I get it. I, I'm against it too. I mean, to see that stadium split in half like that, the experience—it's incredible. Um, it, I'm totally against it. Um, secondly, um, if you Put your coaching hat on. If you were defensive coordinator over the this bye week, having the time to do so, would you make any changes in the secondary at this point in the season? Once again, Adam, I'm going to defer to coaches. I'm not at practice. I don't know what the second guy does versus the first guy. I, I, I'm not qualified to answer that question because, again, it's like you're you're making change – to make change, and I don't agree with that. You, to me, you make a change because it's necessary. Now, we can debate if it's necessary or not, certainly, but, I mean, they didn't change anything as far as I saw the depth chart, so we'll see. All right, my last question, you're about to have Dan Mullen on, and um, he's obviously an offensive genius we know that i mean he's one of the best in the business maybe maybe behind leak and riley but i don't know would you ask him if he got the opportunity to come and be an offensive coordinator under billy napier would he take that I, i'm not, not going to ask him that because his answer would be no that. man wouldn't that be a match made in heaven my man all right go gators beat georgia thanks steve adam thank you 129 time check brought to you by hayes jillery espn 98 1 fm 850 a.m wruf from the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. 
many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool, or remodel that kitchen, or maybe even take a dream vacation? Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low-rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit RadiantCU.org slash HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA. Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr., and those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men, the boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood, and there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it, and you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. 
International Diamond Center's incredible semi-annual store-wide sale is coming. November 4th, 5th, and 6th. A three-day $60 million event. Extra savings store-wide. Plus 36 months zero interest financing. Get that $2,000 Diamond Eternity Band and pay just $56 a month. Getting engaged? Upgrading or diamond? Looking for that perfect gift? You can't miss this. Best prices on all rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. Plus zero interest financing. November 4th, 5th, and 6th at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, sun and clouds, highs in the mid-80s near I-4, the upper 70s and lower 80s closer to the I-10 corridor. Now, a few late afternoon showers are possible over Lake Sumter and Marion counties, but they'll be few and far between. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, lows in the mid to lower 60s. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, highs in the low 80s, with winds getting gusty. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. The Patriots have been setting Mac Jones up to fail with the way they're handling this whole situation. When you have crowds of people that are chanting zappy, and you have Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Peyton Manning not really understanding why Mac Jones came out the game, and now some because things get a little bit challenging, now there's a quarterback controversy? He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Heading down the home stretch of sports scene today, my next guest needs no introduction. He is former Gator football coach and now ESPN college football analyst Dan Mullen. Dan, you got a game tonight, your first TV gig. That, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, we're up here in uh, in Raleigh for the uh, the Virginia Tech at NC State game, and uh, really excited. First time going to be in the uh, in the booth calling a game tonight. Yeah, uh, what do you see with this game? You know what, I think it's going to be a, a pretty exciting game. Obviously, Virginia Tech, um, you know, with the first-year head coach, uh, is trying to rebuild, trying to find their identity to, you know, and, and Brent Pry came in there trying to figure out uh, to get them back maybe to where they were, you know, that kind of that blue-collar team that, that comes out, that they, you know, they have the lunch pail defense and uh, trying to get regain that identity that they've lost over the last couple of years, and uh, you know NC State uh, obviously lost Devin Leary for the for the year. Uh, there there were huge expectations for NC State coming into this year, and you know as everybody knows, to be a championship team and to win a championship when you're at a school like NC State, you know they they had a lot of things lined up right for them. A, a, a lot of guys came back, a lot of fifth year seniors, one of the one of the top defenses in the nation. Uh, but you also have to have the schedule line up right for you, and you have to stay healthy. And unfortunately for them, you know, they, they end up with, with having to play Clemson and Syracuse, two top ten teams on the road, uh, you know, and they've been devastated with injuries. So, uh, you know, they kind of maybe are, are not where they want to be at this point of the season. They're still a top 25 team, uh, but they still have a lot going on for them. And, uh, you know, I mean, really could be a 10-win team. And, uh, you know, I think the, the culture that, that Dave Dorn's built at NC State is fantastic. And, uh, you know, even though the, their championship kind of hopes of winning the ACC title are gone uh, at this point, 
uh, I still think you see a team that's playing for a lot playing really well. Dan, I want to pick your offensive brain here uh, in going up against a coach and what Kirby Smart does defensively. What are the challenges in doing that? Well, I think one of the things, and I think Kirby's done a good job, is is adjusting through the years. I think, you know, we've played him several times, and, uh, you know, I've played him several times, and I know he came from the Nick Saban tree. We, you know, I played a lot. Um, you know, and so I, I think what he's done is is make little tweaks. When you figure out his defense, and I know I think uh, a couple of years ago we went up there and we were able to throw the ball all over the place and really dictate and create matchup problems for them. Um, I think they really spent a lot of time that off season trying to say, okay, how how are we going to disguise or how do we avoid letting them dictate these matchups? You know, what how, what what tweaks and changes can we make in our defense uh, to allow us to make changes so that you know the offense can't the offense can't take advantage of some schematic uh, mismatches out here on the field. So I think he's done a really good job with that. I think obviously. You know, you look at their team this year, they're probably a little bit more explosive offensively than they were last year. Uh, the defense, um, you know, is, is, is obviously taking a step back with, with all the guys leaving, even though they do play uh, great defense. And, uh, you know, and the, you're going to have the, the opportunity for, for Florida to beat them. You know, I mean, they have a great recipe. They have a, they have a, a dynamic uh, playmaking quarterback with Anthony Richardson. And, uh, you know, his ability to create on his own, his ability to, to you know, the, the one thing a lot of defenses, you don't start out accounting for the quarterback within your defensive scheme, you know. And what I mean by that is, is not just not just quarterback runs, but his ability to scramble and his ability to make plays and extend plays on his own. And, uh, you know, and you look and, and you know, the the, um, the ability that the Florida has got to be able to throw the ball vertically uh, down the field. Justin Short is a guy I think that he's the top receiver going into this game on both teams. Uh, you know, so I think they have that guy. So the – um, you know, and then and defensively, um, I think Florida certainly has the talent uh, to kind of slow down that Georgia offense. Uh, you have experienced this game in Jacksonville, and we all know what Kirby Smart has said, but now you can do it as an analyst. Should this game stay in Jacksonville? Well, you know what? I mean, listen, as a, as, as a college football fan, um, absolutely. You know, I mean, the pageantry, and I've been involved in it, and it's a special game to be a part of it. But, you know, you, you really understand and you see the things that, that Kirby says. You know, the fact that whoever the home team is only has three SEC home games that year. And that, that makes it that's, – that's trickier. That's less opportunities to get guys on campus. Uh, you know, I mean, when you look at the Florida-Georgia game, that's going to – you know, that's a, such a big game. Uh, not both schools for everybody. I mean, that's a national game that people want to come to and recruits want to come to. And when you have to give up that opportunity to get an opportunity, you know, every other year to get them on your campus, I think that's hard, you know. And But you would, you do love it. You know, I'd love to see. I, I always thought, uh, you know, I was Florida and I, when I was there, and they'd say, hey, what are your thoughts if we do make a change? I said, why don't you just, you know, go one 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 or, you know, one one two, you know, go go home. You know, I go go a game in Gainesville, a game in Athens, a game in Jacksonville, and rotate it through that way, mm-hmm. um, or you know, and, and and mix some things up that way. So, you know, the guys that are there at the school, the guys that are in the program, always get to have the opportunity to go play that game in Jacksonville. It makes it a special event, maybe every couple of years, uh, but you also do get those opportunities to get a home game um, for you know recruiting and for your program. Dan Mullen, our guest here on Sports Scene. Dan is going to have the uh, analyst role tonight on ESPN's broadcast of Virginia Tech and NC State. Dan, let me ask about 
uh, a team like a Florida or maybe some other team that isn't where it sh- maybe thinks it should be. But now the transfer portal has shown. I mean, look at look what Tennessee's done. You know, LSU went to the portal. They got immediate help. Is it easier to sort of rebuild now if you use the transfer portal and high school recruiting correctly? Well, I think it, I think it could go either way. You know, to be honest with you, and you know, if you look at a team um, like the like NC State, uh, you know, who'll be playing here tonight. You know, you look at that team that, you know, they haven't gone big transfer portal. You know, they've they've gone recruiting and build up and player development. And I think there's a benefit of that when if things don't go exactly the way you want it in season, uh, you have a great culture within your building. Sometimes, you know, if if uh, you know, if you do go heavy into the transfer portal and things don't go your way, you have a lot of guys that are not hugely invested in the program through the years. Uh, and I think finger pointing becomes a lot easier that way. So hmm. obviously, I th- it's, it's easier to, to maybe get a quick fix. Uh, but however, you know, if things don't go your way, uh, I think it can turn and really make the season turn in a bad direction quickly. Uh, I'll last minute here. I'll keep you. Hendon Hooker and Tennessee have made a remarkable turnaround. Is that hypo system? Is that the people in it, or a combination of both? I think, you know, one, you always want to, within your offensive system, you know, I mean, they're, yeah, you have to understand they're running the same offense they ran last year. Yes. You know, they, 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 and, uh, so, you know, it's, and, but it, it is the guys. I think a Hendon Hooker is very comfortable now. He's been in the system for, for, you know, multiple years. Um, and he understands what's going on. And, and, uh, Josh, they've done a really good job building it. They have, you know, they, they're going to spread you wide sideline to sideline and stretch you vertically in the passing game uh and you know they they've been able to do that and they have some great athletes uh on the outside that win one-on-one now they still if you're going to do that uh you still have to be able with the, the box and the numbers are your advantage you have got to be able to run the ball and Hennon hooker's a guy that when things haven't gone right he hasn't made mistakes um, you know, he protect even though they're they're a very aggressive down the field passing team. They don't turn the ball over very often, and he's able to keep plays alive and scramble. And and you know, I is certainly I, I, I don't want to call him not, you know not a dynamic athlete or runner. You know, you don't picture him as this great you know a running quarterback, but he certainly keeps plays alive and and makes things happen with his feet when he needs to. And uh, you know, I think that is is part of the system that when you have a system, and uh, you know that that Heupel does, and you have the guys that really fit into it well, you're going to have success, and and they're doing it. And it's going to be interesting though. At some point here, if they're going to go on a, on a championship run, you know, I think uh, you know, I, I the first college football playoff coming out, I, I think they should be the number one team in the country off wow. of uh, what they what they've done. You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you. I, I, and I, I just say that, that that changes every week when you go to the playoffs, right? When the playoff committee comes out with it, it's supposed to be independent from one week to the next. It's, it's every week. You don't, hey, if you're number one now, you get to stay number one until you lose or something happens. No, every week's independent. But the schedule that they've played, the wins that they've had, uh, the quality of their opponents, I think they're certainly deserving to be the number one country team in the country. Whether they're the best team right now or not, I don't know, but they're certainly the most deserving team. Um, and what they've done uh, with their 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 resume to this point, and uh, 
But if you're going to go on a championship run, I think they're going to have to find a way to play some defense. They, they're going to, they can score with anybody in America. Um, but if you're going to make a championship run, you're going to have to at some point play some defense. I think, I think we all learned, everyone in Florida learned that back in 2008, if you remember that national championship team uh, game. Uh, I, they're the two most explosive offenses, certainly, um, in the country that year, and two of the most explosive offenses in college football. Um, you know, I mean, you make an argument in, in, in history, you know, I mean, those are two, two top 100 offenses yeah. easily, or probably even top 20 offenses in college football history, those two teams uh, in, in Florida and Oklahoma that year, and it ended up being a defensive battle for the national title. Yeah, it did. Good stuff, Dan. Appreciate your time. Enjoy tonight. Have fun tonight doing the game, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Always be great to be with you. I'm, it's fun. It's, I'm enjoying different things, different things in life right now. Getting to do ESPN. I'll be on ESPN on Saturday and college football final. And uh, getting to call a game tonight's a lot of fun. I get. I'll be back in Gainesville down at our, our new QC Kinetic store down there. And so I, I, I'm gonna get to experience all these new crazy things in life, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay, enjoy it, Dan. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. You got it, Dan Mullen, joining us here on Sports Scene 146. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jolie Katzen. The Gators soccer team closes their season tonight by honoring their seniors against Texas A&M with a pre-match ceremony. The Gators look to end with their first SEC win of the season. Coverage of the game begins here at 5.50. The Buccaneers and the Ravens meet in Tampa tonight for a Thursday night matchup. The Bucks are looking to avoid three straight losses. Live coverage starts here at 8. The New York Giants have traded former Gator wide receiver Kadarius Toney to the Kansas City Chiefs for a conditional third and sixth round pick. In high school football, the Buchholz Bobcats look to rebound against the Fleming Island Eagles after losing their first game of the season last week. Kickoff is at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jolie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Okito America's new location on Newberry Road is now open. Okito America is the finest family fitness and child development center in the area. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for all ages. 6900 Southwest Archer Road, and now at 7420 West Newberry Road. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before classes fill up. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real, lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. If you're living with joint pain from injury or arthritis, don't let them tell you steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics uses regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis. You've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. These amazing protocols work with pain caused by injury as well, like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. Call QC Kinetics now. Don't keep living with that pain. Learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back with no drugs and no surgery. Now with clinics in Ocala, the Villages, and in Gainesville. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics.
Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-925-1522. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report. Both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-925-1522. That's 800-925-1522. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. You're pregnant. How far? One month, two. No doctor yet. I can't afford it. Protect yourself and your baby. The health department can help you out. Test for STDs. I don't have diseases. You don't know. You don't always have symptoms. STDs make you and your baby sick. I don't want my baby sick. No one cares more about your baby than you. I'm calling my county health department. A message from the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Kids eat free this Halloween. Before or after your little princesses, ghouls, minions, and superheroes fill their bags with candy, fill them up with a delicious meal from Miapa. Don't rush to make dinner and put on costumes. Let Miapa give them something good to eat. Purchase any regularly priced meal from Miapa's Jonesville, Alachua, and Gainesville locations on Monday, October 31st, and get a free kids' meals for all kids under 10 in costume. This is no trick. Treat your kids to the same great kids eat free meals at Miapa that you love every Wednesday this Halloween. Miapa Latin Cafe, your Halloween dinner headquarters. Want to make a big impact this election? Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for accountability. Voting yes on single-member districts is a vote for true representation for all of Alachua County. This is the first time in 40 years that we have an opportunity to fix our local government and finally have a say in who represents us. Don't let this opportunity for fair elections pass us by. Let's come together and stand up for Alachua County. Vote yes on single-member districts on November 8th. Pay political advertisement paid for by Leading for Our Future. 115 East Park Avenue, Suite 1, Tallahassee, Florida, 32301. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. going to end our program today. By talking to longtime Georgia beat writer for the Athens Banner Herald, Mark Weiser, to talk about the Bulldogs. Mark, always a pleasure. Thanks for doing this again this year. Uh, okay, look, you, you you saw a national championship team. You see this Georgia team. How good's this bunch? Well, I mean, I, I think they're on the path to uh, you know maybe obviously get back to the playoff, and uh, you know they're having some performances that are just as dominant or 
maybe more so when you look at the Oregon opener. Um, not too much of a drop off. They've had a, a you know they had a stretch there when they played uh, against uh, Kent State and and Missouri that they looked like they were falling back, but they've bounced back and so pretty formidable. Uh, when you look at uh, what Georgia does schematically with Kirby and what the offense has done, I, I really think Todd Munkin is a big difference in how this Georgia offense functions. Do you agree with that? Certainly. Um, and this is the year where it's kind of all taken fruition. This is what you expected when you brought in a guy um, that had his background at Oklahoma State and the passing success they had there. Um, you know, you don't necessarily expect – Georgia to be seventh in the nation in passing offense, second in total offense, and you know still have a very strong defense. So, um, and they've been doing it without Ad Mitchell, who might be their best wide receiver. He's only played a couple of games as he battles through a high ankle sprain. So, um, you know Stetson Bennett gives them the, the ability to, to be a, a danger at quarterback. Uh, you know running as well as throwing. So, um, probably a you know a very good quarterback for this system um, and what uh, what Munkin wants to do, especially when you look at couple of really tough matchups that they have at tight end with Arnold Washington and Brock Bowers. I was so glad I was going to have you on today because there's been so much talk here about you know what Kirby has said about you know moving the game from Jacksonville and I would say a majority of fans here have said they'd like to keep the game in Jacksonville but from the fan perspective at Georgia uh, what do you think their viewpoint is of this? Yeah, certainly when when Spurrier had it going and, and Georgia had lost something like 17 of 21, you know, the Jacksonville trip was not a fun one uh, when you had that kind of result. So I think there's less, you know, if, if Kirby wasn't uh, kind of, uh, you know, promoting that and pushing it to get it on campus, I think people would be fine with, with the, the Jacksonville game. Uh, you know, people in South Georgia love it, um, and, and other folks like to make a, a long weekend out of it. But, you know, when you win a national championship uh, and, uh, you know, you want something, you think your number three recruiting class uh, can be number one if you have a home weekend that could get all the top recruits, you know, there and you can you can showcase your facilities and spend time with them. You know, people are going to listen to Kirby. If he really wants it, it's going to be, uh, you know, a strong um, persuasion. Now, whether it's enough to overcome tradition and finances remains to be seen. Uh, update us on the injury situation, especially uh, Carter and Mitchell. Well, Jalen Carter uh, has a chance to play, and he's their best, uh, probably defensive player overall. And, and he's only played like 65 or 70 snaps. He had an ankle injury early in the season, and then took a uh, chop block that wasn't called a chop block uh, by Missouri, um, and uh, has been out the last couple games with an uh, uh, MCL sprain. So, uh, you know, he probably has a better chance to get back than Mitchell. Um, when you have Tennessee next week in a game that could be, uh, you know, the winner almost take off for the SEC East, they'll still have to do some business afterwards if they get by Florida, Georgia. Um, you know, they might want to hold uh, one or both out uh, if, if need be, if they can get by Florida without them. Uh, is this still, I mean, look, we all know what looms ahead with Tennessee. And I don't know that even the most ardent Georgia fan would have thought that game might be more important than Florida, Georgia. Is this still a big week and a big game for Georgia? Yeah, I mean, anytime you're playing Florida, it's a big game. You know, if, if it wasn't uh, Florida on, on the helmet or Gators on the helmet, 
you know, and you're a 21 point favorite, maybe it's different. But you know, it's in Jacksonville. There's there's that aspect of it with the 50 50 split and and Kirby and staff. I mean, you have Mike Bobo on staff here. You have Brian McClendon. These are guys that played for Georgia, coached at Georgia. They're going to be telling these guys what this game means to them. So, um, you know, if, if they weren't locked in totally, I'm sure by 3:35 or whatever time kickoff is, uh, they will be. Last question for you. Georgia's, I mean, obviously really good, number one in the country. Is there, I mean, every team has warts or, you know, areas of vulnerability, maybe nitpicky here, but what do you see uh, as uh, some areas that Georgia still needs to get a little bit better at? They've been inconsistent in the red zone. Um, you know, they've had to kick a lot more field goals than they would like, but that's to have been rectified the last couple of weeks. So we'll see. Um, you know, they've, they're very good defensively, but they've had a couple of big plays they've given up, um, you know, with some busts on the sideline kind of, uh, you know, on the uh, perimeter. And, and, you know, so whether that can be, that can be exploited, uh, you know, and, and having Richardson and his ability to make plays with his feet, you know, you always worry about that. And, of course, turnovers. You know, if you give some short fields to Florida, that's going to keep them in the game there in the fourth quarter. Okay. Mark, I always appreciate you doing it. We've done this a long time together uh, all these years. So thanks very much for your time. Yeah, good to be with you. You got it, Mark. Thank you. Mark Weiser, who covers Georgia for the Athens Banner Herald. Hope you enjoyed the guest list today. Don't forget, tomorrow, Prognostication Friday, your chance to call in and give us your thoughts on some of the key games not only in the SEC, but uh, around the country as well. And we will also give you uh, the weather forecast for those of you who are going to go over to uh, Jacksonville and be near the river there and uh, enjoy the Florida-Georgia rivalry. Um, I don't know why this person emailed me, but I'll end. He, he, and I won't give the name because he said, when is the Texas A&M game? <laughs> it's, at, it's at noon uh, that was announced several days ago. Monday, they will actually announce the start time of Florida and South Carolina. I do not think that is going to be a noon game. Uh, I think that's going to be a night game. That's just my personal opinion, but we will see. Thanks to Brad for producing today. We thank all of you for tuning in, making us part of your day. And thanks to our guests, uh, Mark Weiser, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, former Gator football coach Dan Mullen, former Georgia quarterback DJ Shockley, and Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for a Friday edition of the show on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents The Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Two SEC teams have a lot of blue sky for the end of this season. They also have the same small detail before any of that 
It is Chuck Oliver Show on a Thursday. I hope everybody is having a glorious day wherever you're listening. Thank you for getting in. Appreciate you. Said two SEC teams got a lot of blue sky for the end of this season. And it is a different version of blue sky. But it is, I'm going to say equally, almost equally, has to be almost, almost equally as surprising that both Tennessee and South Carolina, who actually play each other in three weeks, that Tennessee and South Carolina are both sitting in situations where at the end of October, not September 15th, at the end of October, we are looking at like the biggest of big pictures for these programs relative to what we think of them. And we're saying, hey, it's the last of October and these goals are in play, like big goals that we never would have thought of. Now, again, they're on different levels for these two teams this season. But they are both at the absolute high end for Tennessee and South Carolina. Both of these goals that you're now looking at going, yeah, okay, let's talk. They are absolute at the top high end of what you may have come up with two months ago. For Tennessee, what's at the top high end when the national championship? Okay, yeah, that uh, that kind of equals the top high end. And there was excitement after last season. And so I am talking about, hey, shh, come in here, close the door. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking we, we could do this season. Ooh. Yeah, I don't want to say this out loud, but what if we win the national championship this year? Oh, stop. That would have been the conversation two years ago, a Tennessee fan who was writing the excitement. Do you remember when Florida was coming to town about a month ago, five weeks ago? And I said, I really do want the excitement from last year for Tennessee to kind of make it through the first month. And they had beaten Pitt, and then they beat Florida. Then they beat LSU, like really beat LSU. And now that the fact that that was in Baton Rouge, I'll give them all the credit in the world. And LSU is an evolving team and looks like they're getting better. I give it's a great win for Tennessee. Then Bama. Huh? This is not just about something I wanted for the fan base, man. I hope they get that warm fuzzy. They get to go. Everybody needs to go chest out. Everybody's supposed to get his or her turn. Well, what I was hoping for Tennessee fans was, well, before you start losing games, and it was going to be plural because you don't beat Bama or Georgia. Well, you've beaten Bama, and you got Georgia coming up. And when I say we are talking about the biggest top-end, high-end goals for Tennessee, I stated before they played Alabama, beat the Tide, they're the four seed. What I think now about Tennessee is I'll say they're at least the four seed because there's not much about the West that makes me think somebody will come out of there and beat Georgia, and I have to say this, or Tennessee and Atlanta. So at this point, I think Tennessee, they're in the playoffs. But that's me sitting in a radio studio. It's not the Georgia Bulldogs who welcome them in a week from Saturday. For the South Carolina Gamecocks, a 5-2 and two start to the re uh, regular season, well, that's way better than I was thinking, but specifically how? I didn't think they'd beat Kentucky or Texas A&M. I thought Arkansas, 
there might be a chance because I wasn't sold on their secondary, and Spencer Rattler's just going to show up and go bombs away. Well, that kind of happened, but they didn't win. So they lost the Arkansas game, which I thought, well, there's a, there might be a chance there. But they they gave up a bunch, and it was just a bad day for them. And then the next uh, Saturday, they got hammered by Georgia at home. Well, then they stopped losing, including wins over Kentucky and Texas A&M. And now they got Missouri at home this Saturday. And then, of course, Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt's horrid, even though the three wins, good for them. You can cash the ticket over two and a half. Uh, but then the season gets interesting again with Florida. Needle scratch. Because I'm about to skip ahead to Florida in Gainesville. South Carolina could win that game, absolutely. And all of this was the lead-up to the final conference game of the year. You talk about fingers and toes crossed and it never works out this way, but it did this time. Of course, you end the season, South Carolina, you end the season with Clemson. Final conference game? Tennessee, South Carolina in Columbia, November 19th. So I'm just about to skip. Well, they're 5-2, and two, and so it's Missouri and, then, of course, Vanderbilt. All right, let's talk Florida because then the season can get real special. When I say that for different reasons and details, there are two SEC teams, a lot of blue sky at the end of the season. Um, that's true. Tennessee and South Carolina. There are all kinds of fun possibilities to talk about at the end of the regular season. They also have that same one detail before any of that. This weekend, I want to talk about South Carolina and vault them ahead to two Saturdays down the road. They got a game this Saturday against a team that can beat them. In fact, I think Missouri's beat them three straight. Does that matter? I don't know. It's not nothing. There are kids on both rosters who that's kind of what they're used to. So that's something. But the fact that South Carolina just doesn't run away from you, you're going to be in the game. And so if, if Missouri plays well, Missouri could win. Vanderbilt, that's a little much. But for whatever it's worth, and I've always said this in every situation, you go on the road in the conference, if something weird is going to happen, that's likely going to be it. And again, a team that with Spence Rattler doesn't run away from you, doesn't light it up. Because of South Carolina, Missouri and Vanderbilt should at least be in the game scoreboard-wise, which means, I don't know, tip pass, block punt, Zebra makes a bad, bad call, a weird fourth quarter, and you're looking around going, wait a minute, this isn't happening. We beat Kentucky and Texas A&M, and now we're losing in Nashville. I call miss deal. With South Carolina, what is their blue sky? I think they can beat Florida. Can you imagine eight and two? And at that point, I'm going to say they're like number 15. And they're hosting Tennessee. I don't believe that they can hold up to the onslaught. And there's no real scenario. Uh, uh, unless Spence Rattler, because what I've said for these next two games is Rattler, this has to be his let's stretch our legs eight quarters and figure out, all right, this is how I pass the ball. I remember now. Um, barring that, I don't see any scenario where they keep up from Tennessee, but that's going to be Shane Beamer's problem during those three.